Your life experience, good or bad, is a gift when you share it with others. At Taxi Chronicles, we allow real riders with real stories to share their gift. So hopefully this episode will intrigue, enhance or inspire you. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Morning, morning, morning. Yes, we're back with another rider, another episode. Today we are honoured to have Matt. He is a founder of a company where they have been around for 18 years so he's doing some time he doesn't look much older than me i don't think he's older than me to be honest and um i just want to give him the opportunity to share his gift and you can hear his story so nice to have you here today Matt. hello so first thanks for having me <laughs> so first things first what kind of person were you were when you were in school what person was I when I was at school? Wow, uh, I was a <clears throat> I was a rude boy. Okay. And uh, used to mix old school garage. Okay. That's me. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, was into graphing, and uh, yeah, just the usual nonsense that you do when you're living in London, basically. Okay, so you're born and bred in London. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, that's good. That's good. So when did you realise that you need to be your own boss? Um, well, I fell into my industry by mistake. Um, I think basically I was just going out too much. And my dad was like from an old school breed that where he was like, you know, could see that I was getting a bit lazy and stuff. So he's like, sort of just sort of said to me like, right, I've got you, I've got your job. You're going to go and work with this guy. Basically, they were in it. My dad was in the old Spitfields market, like in a calf. Mm-hmm. So, like, I used to get all the old market traders from the East End, like, sort of real, real mix of people, mm-hmm. you know. So, that like, used to have, like, <laughs> I know what you're talking yeah. about, yeah. So, um, come from a family of grafters. So, as soon as, like, my dad saw that I was having a bit too much fun, he was like, right, you've got to get a job. So, when I got me a job, anyway, this job turned out to be uh, a flower shop. And then, uh, basically, <laughs> I was like, I can't believe what you've done to me. You've ruined me. Like, you know, I'm not going there. Like, so my dad said, no, you can't let the guy down. I can't let the guy down. So, turned up. Anyway, it wasn't like your normal sort of setup. We were there, like, and you're, you're sort of chatting to women all day and having coffees, having cigarettes. You could, you could smoke in a the shop then. <laughs> you know, like, so it wasn't all that bad, you know? So we were like having a little, you know, so and then and then flowers. just making flowers, chatting up girls, and just yeah. having a just a bit of banter every day. So for me, it wasn't. It was light work, and quite enjoyable, and it was paying for my vinyls. So I'd I'd work in the week doing the flowers and stuff, and then I was like, uh, you could network hit, off that in hitting, well, hitting Soho, and then. Go and buy some records at Black Market Records or Uptown Records, uh-huh. and then mixing at the weekend. So it was, you know, it wasn't too bad. Um, then I studied special effects design, so I was doing that, and then um, what, what led you into doing that? Well, special effects. Yeah. I was always from an art art background. Like I always enjoyed art, creativity, creating. Um, yeah, I always enjoyed. What did your old man do that. for a living? Yeah, he had a, he had cafes like in the oh, old yeah, East okay. End, so they were in uh, Spitfields Market, 
That was my family business, like, you know. And your mum worked with him? Uh, no, she didn't, she didn't really, no, she never worked there. It was like a family business, so my grandparents, my brother worked there, my uncles. It was like, you know, mm. one of those real sort of... Yeah, mum and pups, isn't it? Yeah, my, my Italian side. Of, yeah, Italian? Yeah, yeah, so they worked in the cafe as well, so there was always a, you know... Um, Okay, that's 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 interesting. So, so you start to do this flower thing. So, how did you? When did you? So, you're doing it for 18 years. What, what did you? What did you have it <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a couple of people having a row behind yeah. us. We might need to jump out in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about the DJing business. You, you're into garage, yeah, drum and bass. No, yeah, I used to dip in and out of the drum and bass room, but yeah, mainly man. old school garage, 93 to 96, I think, were the good years. So what was I that weren't world interested like, in anything after that. For me, it was my youth, it was a part of, it was a unique little piece of London that was kind of authentic and not commercialised, that's what I loved about it. Um, for me, it was always like, garage was kind of a remedy for good vibes going out. Um, if you're from London you understand it if you were from that little period you know mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I hear it's it's what you grew up on I suppose isn't it so was it warehouse or nightclubs what were you doing DJing what were you yeah like started off just a bedroom thing and then you know you'd always have a couple of little sets I was never I was nothing never like professional in that way like I just did it more as like just the enjoyment of the sound and the music and uh, but um, I still I still have a little mix now and you know archive sort of still got all my vinyls never sell your vinyls is always been the uh, you know the motto yeah man if you sell your vinyls you're selling out man so yeah, you, yeah. I'm, I'm very much about originality and authentic you know what talk about selling your vinyls yeah. I was working on a dust carts um, about two years ago yeah down East London deep East London like going past in Newham past Newham alright yeah, yeah yeah I was in this council obviously we go and pick up the big rubbish and this council state and there I looked and I said, what's this? And there's a little pack of vinyls, big bag, a box, two boxes of vinyls. Wow. And they were like, Gloria, Stefan, Diana, Ross, all originals. Original colours. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. See, like some of them. I, I yeah. kept them. Really? I, I gave away the Michael Jackson ones because I just, that whole paedophilia thing, I just, I usually don't let people's sexual orientation affect me. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Nah, like, when it comes to kids, I'm not interested. Yeah. interested thing I know people say no he wasn't innocent I don't know about all that I, all I know is that you were accused time and time again on different occasions but anyway um, but yeah I've kept them in, uh, in the airing cupboards I'm not sure if that's a place to keep them <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking do I buy a record player just to play them or do I yeah man you've got to man there's something beautiful they, about vinyl the sounds yeah. the sound of vinyl is like I don't know, something you you appreciate it. I be funny enough. I've been buying up like some obscure stuff like that, like uh, you know some of them old tunes like you were chatting about because um, they're all coming back, man. They always will be there, you know. Yeah, um, there's def definitely a vinyl junkie market. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's, don't it's know big. if the younger generation will click onto it because with their MP3s, they're going to look at that and go, you know, my songs I could hold in the space of this vinyl. Oh, do you see what I mean? Yeah, but everything. Yeah, I, everything you don't is need kind to send of. It to me. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, if you're if you're a millennial or younger, whatever generation it is nowadays, I can't see them. Unless they're old man or someone like that has just educated them as they grew up about the importance of vinyl. Well, everything kind of is so instant, you know, for them. Yeah, and you, and they yeah. haven't really kind of, they don't grasp the, like, even... The value and anything. I, I personally feel like social media, you know, like, the way that's even used now, like, needs regulation. Because I think... I think it's great for like doing something like this, mm-hmm. you know, where, where you're kind of putting out good good energy and good vibes and stories of people's, you know, so people can learn from that. But I think a lot of like, you know, the portrayal of like, you know, people going out, kind of just taking a picture and not actually experiencing that, you know. Mm-hmm. So like for me, all those vinyl tunes trigger little actual memories that I've lived, you know, yeah. whereas like, that's personal to you, though. Yeah, of course, I mean? of so course. They won't is. have that. That's what I'm saying. And when I look at when I look at them, and I see the way they live in a touch button society, it's a throwaway society. Even think of it. Even the dating world is. Before you'd have to really chat to the girl, get to know her, get her number. Do you see what I mean? You'd have to do some effort. Effort. Now it's just a like. And if if he upsets you or she upsets you, you get a new one in seconds. Think about yeah, it. If you yeah, think yeah. about that concept yeah, 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 of the yeah, data. Yeah. It's true. There's no real substance. There's no foundation to it. Well, relationships don't kind of last as long anymore, do they? Like, I, mm. weirdly, it's my parents' 50th wedding anniversary. That's solid. Yeah, that's and that was like that's old school. And, and I could say, like, with respect, like, you know, I come from a family that that kind of, you know do respect that kind of relationship and don't get me wrong man like no relationship's going to be easy for that long amount of period you're going to go through your thing but that in itself is a learning life lesson you know like you're, you're kind of so I think people that are together for long periods like that I think it is a really kind of unique thing these days like where well maybe if you can just get on with someone for that amount of time without <laughs> but I think everyone's journeys now is a, they're, they're different like everyone everyone learns quicker you know like if you're if you're interested in something you could just start it you know straight away you know if you want to learn a new skill a new language or mm. I think everyone's interest now you know can be switched on so quickly yeah so I, I suppose it, you could say it's the same with relationships if you're really serious about a person there's so much information on there about overcoming trials and tribulations for relationships that should you really have to break up? Because before you, you'd have to go to a psychiatrist or older, you'd have to rely on an older family member to guide you. Mm. And now you've got Google. Do you see what I mean? So everything is in within reach if you're thinking like that. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. This is, yeah, it's an interesting one. So going back to the business, Yep. You you so you founded your own section. Yes, yeah, so I I was working for someone and then basically I kind of I really 
got inspired by the flower industry um, for what it was like because the deeper I got into it the more interest I had and it was strange because at the, at the time being like a young male in that industry um, I was stereotyped because it was like you know yeah. um, but you don't strike me as batting for the home team no I'm not, but I mean? it's like that would have been the, the that yeah. would have been the instant stereotype at the time. But that's what. So basically, um, part of the culture that I created, like when I opened my business, was to kind of make it accessible to like just you know more more kind of guys like me. Like guys used to come into the flower shop when I first started, and they would feel embarrassed for being there. And pretty much, guys were my biggest kind of clients. But really? yeah, yeah, but we buy flowers to say so. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if you're that's buying it from someone like me that understands you yeah, then like and, and I'm playing a few bits of old school garage in the shop and you can come and chill out and stuff like that and there's a better understanding of what you want like the thing is guys used to just throw like you know 50 quid at you and be like I'll oh, just sort of say out to keep rappy yeah, whatever that, 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 that would have been that would have been the thing but but then I took it to another level of like actually specifically working with those individuals to create like a unique um, unique piece that would actually mean something so they were actually thinking about that moment differently or they just say well he's done the job for me and they'll phone out and say matt i yeah. need another thing yeah. what yeah. have you done this time yeah. i don't ask yeah. but can you just do something special what's it, is it the same one <laughs> yeah at least i still okay yeah yeah, yeah. well look we had rules man it's like it's like it's like uh you know discretion is my thing yeah um but um also <laughs> You know the understanding like you know sometimes like i think that's where a lot of my relationships and connections with my clients has, has kind of been important because one thing that's really special to me about working in that industry was i was involved in so many significant moments in people's lives good bad ugly do you know like you know you could you could be sending flowers for someone saying sorry you could send some flowers for someone like going through like a really bad time yeah, yeah like or, or you know the things that I've actually kind of been involved in over the years, like through my clients, you know, I'm a big part of, you know, their life because it's like we've, we've kind of been involved in those significant moments. You like, get invited to weddings and stuff then? Yeah, like, yeah, we've, I mean, we, or, or we know. engagement parties. Yeah. Like, you like, know why yeah, we're getting like, married? Look at this guy and his house. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he's just, he's, he's the man. If yeah. ever you're in there with your missus, yeah, and call that man. No, I hear you, I hear you, man. I do. But it's interesting, is your is your main client base men still? No, no, it never okay. has been. It, okay. it is, it's, I, I was just saying that section of the business was like, it was just, I think we just allowed it, we opened it up to be more accessible to kind of, not that general stereotype. It was always even flowers was always just for, you know, people that were that had the money to spend it. Do you know, even that, it was like a high, high kind of priced item, very luxury, you know. So there was, when I started, there was a massive divide in like, you know, the sort of clientele that you were serving. But we kind of broke all those boundaries and started to sort of just like, try and make it accessible to everyone. You know, even if someone bought one stem or something, you know what I mean? It should carry the same meaning as someone spending 500 quid on an arrangement, you know? Like, there's obviously different categories, but but at the time, everything was very clinical. Mm -hmm. um, 
and even like weddings and stuff like that there was like you know um it used to be that sort of hotel thing you know x amount of people uh, very large sort of domed arrangements and things like that like but then we kind of looked we looked we looked at like the kind of uh like the little small intimate weddings you know and and tried to work yeah and that's really like where our kind of company focuses more is is kind of we're not really we're not in the industry to kind of be doing those sort of large scale jobs with like no kind of meaning it's more just to do with like i'd rather like pick a job where we're kind of involved like on on a yeah definitely definitely like there's 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 soul in the work definitely when i think of flowers i think of and and i hear your voice i think of lockstock yeah man that's my number one film man like, that's like <laughs> because that's a flash shop huh? as well isn't it Lockstock there's yeah. flash shop East End yeah like, so many just... gangsters had a flower shop well yeah man like yeah, we know a few of them <laughs> the cashing out business so where do your flowers mainly come from is it I hear there's Kenya there's Holland it's mainly I mean the international flower market is Holland so is okay. yeah um so that's been kind of uh, our main source of income, like of, of plant, of flowers and plants. Like basically everything runs through there now. But, I hear they're genetically modified seeds, the flowers. Um, some of them are. Um, I mean, we we are through this lockdown period. Really, like we actually have kind of been trying to work like with a lot more British growers to be more like eco and sustainable and stuff like that. It's just. A lot of the old growers here kind of died out because, you know, supermarkets and stuff like that kind of strangled them with prices and and stuff like that and just like forced them out or made it difficult. And also like, you know, weather dependent as well. Like the difference with Holland, their government kind of of works with them to kind of allow the agriculture to work there feasibly. Like we need to try and do more of that here. Like, okay. like, I, I just think like that's it. That's the best thing that could come out of this Brexit thing. You know, if we could start actually getting more passionate individuals to grow in and producing great stuff here and looking at the sort of carbon footprint of it. You probably want to do a petition and send it around or a digital petition and send it all to the flower shops and the flower business growers, stating what you require of the government. Yeah, like I mean, we you'll we probably get a lot of people on there. Yeah, send it out to all your clients as well. So you probably keep their database of your clients. Mm-hmm. Every business does that. And then once it goes up on the petition, you grab all those details, <laughs> and you make more money <laughs> in that respect. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So when tell me when you go into Tesco's and you see their flower arrangement, do you think, oh god, what's going on? I try not to shop in supermarkets, <laughs> but it kills me to see things done badly. Yeah, listen, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna take it away. Like, they, like for a cheap bunch of flowers or something, like it serves its purpose. But I think for me, 
to have a, a like an emotional connection to a product has more meaning yeah. and I think do you know what I'd rather even just cut them off the side of the road than going and buy something like that because it's like at least like you bought it at least, at least you've been a bit cheeky about it you know so so like I don't know I just think best thing to do is just come to our shop man <laughs> and then we'll sort you out but in, in saying that where can you where can we find you uh, yeah so our business is in Crouch End North London um, Park Road Urban Flower Company check us out Insta and so it's Urban Flower Company on Insta yeah, Instagram is probably the best thing for us like we've got our website as well mm-hmm. which is uh, but Urban Flower Co is at Insta, Insta you want to spell Chat. it for us yes yeah, U-R-B-A-N F-L-O-W-E-R Co and that's it okay .co.uk the, the website is urbanflowercompany.co.uk okay, okay. but um but the instagram is .co it's just urban flower co you'll flower. find it oh yeah. not flowers flower okay yeah. okay that's good to um, know that's good to know yeah tell couple you've been a great guest couple of last questions if you could do it all again would you oh my god uh do you know what I probably would? Because I'm, I think you'd have to be crazy to be in this industry, anyways. Like it's a hard industry. Like I'm, it's, you you have to love it. You have to have a level of passion. It's not a high-paid industry, and I, I, I generally do it because I love what I get out of it. So yeah, I probably would. What's so hard about it? Um, well, you're working with a natural product, so. You know that yeah. that's always like out of, yeah. out of your control. You're depending on seasons. You're depending on the growers' performance. You're depending on. I think as well, we live in a culture now where. Um, do you have to make? Sorry, do you have to make talk about seasons the shop a certain temperature all the time? Yeah, there's there's separate parts of our shop that have different levels of temperature. So if I want flowers at different stages, open at different stages. Like we are, we take it to the next level. Yeah. It's not, it's not kind of a lot of the flowers that we use. We use very like unusual stuff that that kind of um, is temperature and heat and light dependent. So, you know, what kind of flowers? Um, well, at the minute we're working coral, coral sunset peonies. They're like uh, amazing peonies that change color. They they'll fade like the sunset. Um, you what? can get them online at the minute from our shop. Well, but, based but in temperature, they're, they're, as, as they're opening, that. the color will wash from them. So they, they start off in like a coral, and then they, they they fade to like a champagne color. But that's like an example of like a really sort of good seasonal product. That's like, I mean, mm. what's the most common flowers that you're requested? We don't do common. Yeah, we right. don't even sell lilies in our shop anymore. Is it? Not roses? Oh, we sell roses, but unusual stuff. Like, it, I love all flowers, but it's just like, the reason why we kind of stopped serving lilies is because it was the repetition. People, customers would come in and they would just want their standard bunch every week. And then it was just like breaking that boundaries of like getting used to like alternative seasonal products that were like, you know, better quality. Did, just educating your customers. Did you um, lose any customers on that, doing that, on educating them? Yeah, probably, but probably the ones that we could have afforded. Like, you know, you, we've never been someone that's, we've never been a company that has kind of forced 
looking for clients. We've never pushed marketing for, for business. We've never advertised. Like everything is word of mouth and it's grown mm. organically. So like if you if you kind of see the value and understand what we're doing, it, it, you know, it, mm. you'll see it. I think the ones that we, we kind of haven't been able to kind of see that, we haven't really worried about losing them as a client because they're, they're, they've obviously got you know like mm. you said you everyone's got a different kind of you want a idea spot. like like yeah so like people gauge things in different ways so like a lot of people when i when i was when i was starting out it was all about volume so it was like whoever sent the biggest bunch of flowers cared the most okay. do you know do you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah. like it was like that type of thing so it's like now it's like if you set if you if you buy something really unusual and rare that's worth more than that makes sense to me though if you buy the biggest bunch just sorry <laughs> sorry i'm sorry this is i'm really really sorry <laughs> but anyway thanks again great interview yeah nice to be the last question it, yeah. is what's the impact you want to have on the world that's a good question. I've got to hit you with a curve. Um, what impact do I want to have on the world? Um, I'd love to kind of make people reconnect with nature. I think that we're a society of people that are disconnected from nature. And um, that's something I'm really passionate about. Um, I feel that we don't live in the moment enough. I think flowers allow you to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, if you actually feel something, you should show it. Um, and I think that's a good good place to be, man. I think uh, flowers has always allowed me that. Um, you know, so yeah, if you're listening and you're thinking about sending flowers to someone, do it. Write a nice message and just do it, man. <laughs> might change your life (laughs) well thanks a lot for that and we wish you well we hope you like that taxi chronicles interview don't forget to share and subscribe to get the latest episode ever considered investing in a continent with the fastest growing economies and population on earth the same continent that holds 30% of the world's known natural resources Listen to our sister podcast, Africa Investor Stories, where you hear real investors with real stories from around the world share their experience of investing in Africa. We post Monday and Thursday at 10am British Standard Time.